Hello and welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tierney, and today I want to start by asking you, when was the last time your power went out? It's always a bit unsettling to realize just how much our lives revolve around the presence of electricity. Apart from providing us with so many forms of entertainment and convenience, it is also the primary means for us to connect to the world outside our home. I was in just that situation a few days prior to recording this conversation, and as I sat there listening to the storm rage around me, I wondered who was out there trying to reconnect my neighborhood to the grid. Well, I didn't have to wait long, as just a few days later I was in conversation with Toya Gibson, Verizon Response Manager, and Naima Booker, Client Partner of Mobility, two such individuals. Both Tatoya and Naima help Verizon and their public sector partners respond to disasters, but their work is more than just a job for them. As Naima told me, I called Tatoya after a um, terrible storm that they had in Virginia sometime last year. I don't know if you remember. And I was like, are you sick? And she's like, yeah. And I said, why are you working? And she said, because they need us. Wow, well, as far as introductions go, I can't really think of a better way to top that. Uh, well, Tatoya, Naima, thank you both for joining us today. Definitely seems like, uh, you know, I have the right people here to answer some questions about disaster response. Oh, absolutely. Great to be here. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. So, Tatoya, we'll, we'll begin with you. What are the biggest challenges that first responders encounter during a crisis or, you know, as they conduct disaster response? Well, I can't speak for what the biggest challenges that they face when they arrive on scene or during disasters, but what I can speak to is how critical communications are. Um, Being able to keep those first responders in communication with their base camps and other first responders that are arriving on the scene is absolutely critical, not just for disaster victims or people that are included in the disasters, but um, also for the actual first responders to remain safe during those uh, mission critical times. And I'll lob this one out to either of you. How does Verizon work in partnership with FEMA to provide services during disasters? Uh, So this is Naima. I'm going to speak from a FEMA standpoint, right? And that organization actually starts way before a disaster even hits. Um, As a client partner for FEMA, I'm responsible to make sure that the teams are coordinated and in sync um, so that when something does hit, that we're prepared to support them uh, and we're coordinated in those efforts. Um, I'm also making sure that their contract has all of the services and equipment that they'll need during a time of a disaster. Uh, One of the things that I do also is coordinate with them and provide them with information uh, throughout the months. I participate uh, in as a member of their RECWIG organization, which is a a working group that they have with the public safety community, including state, local, and other federal agencies, just to make sure that throughout the year, we're providing them with the resources that they'll need so that when it does hit, uh, they know where to go, when to go, and who to touch. So, Jatoya, anything to add? I do. Naima plays a very critical role in um, getting my team, the Verizon response team, up and running as far as getting, making sure we're in with the right contacts and responding to the right events and assisting FEMA with all the needs for the disasters and so forth from a comms point of view for that first responder public safety standpoint. In conjunction with her, the services that we'll provide is, um, of course, all those mission critical communication solutions, as well as being boots on the ground, arriving on scene. If, it, if it's possible, of course, we like to pre-stage 
to make sure we have assets in the areas where there could be a disaster or a disaster is imminent. So it's a it's a large group, a large collaboration, um, sort of like a well-working machine to develop those disaster response uh, communications and completing those missions and assisting public safety in FEMA. So to keep it topical, how has Verizon's frontline COVID-19 support compared with a more traditional disaster response? COVID was one of those things that not only affected the United States, but of course it was worldwide. Um, Many of us had never seen anything that had overwhelmed the world as it did. Uh, So it was something that we were all in the process of learning how to navigate through and deal with. Something that the Verizon response team did, as I mentioned before, were definitely boots on the ground. So whether it was something that we were responding to as far as setting up networks, setting up communities where uh, or public assisting public safety where we could come in and make sure that they could log all the information, healthcare providers, um, volunteers, representatives uh, to provide them with that coverage, that internet coverage, so they could log information. Um, those those smaller devices where they can stay in communication with, of course, uh, the entire network of public safety and so forth. We were actually those boots on the ground. So um, over here in Virginia, I had the pleasure of setting up several different places as well as Ohio, all the way across the United States. Uh, So there were several team members. And what I wanna say is it's, again, a group effort. Um, This was something that none of us had ever experienced before, so it was a learning experience as well as being able to adapt and pivot on a dime to assist public safety with those mission-critical solutions and setting up these large arenas um, and, of course, some of the local agencies as well. Um, I did want to note that these things are still ongoing. Although we may not have those larger scale arenas um, supplying those and assisting those through FEMA, we still are ongoing as far as supporting the coverage. So I want to say that we're more of those boots on the ground ready to respond 24-7, 365 days per year. Yeah, I want to add for COVID, uh, being that FEMA played such a critical role in the effort that it was definitely and still is the most longstanding um, recovery effort that we've had as an industry, right? So we're still there um, and being a part of seeing all the work that Toya and her team has done in support of our customers, it's been definitely mind blowing. So who are the members of the Verizon response team and what role do they play in supporting FEMA disaster response? Well, I like to think of the Verizon response team as a very dynamic group of Verizon team members. Um, We're strategically placed across the United States to be able to respond to disasters and large-scale events when needed, 365 days per year, 24 hours a day. Um, What's interesting about our team is many members, if not all of our members, have some form of FEMA background, emergency management, public safety, military, uh, police officer, police chief roles and backgrounds and experience, which we brought that to the table in collaboration with our communication experience and so forth. That's who our team is. Um, It's a mindset. It's a dynamic group of individuals who are ready to respond. Um, And how we play a a role supporting FEMA during disasters is bringing that background, bringing that experience and knowing and understanding the importance of being able to respond, uh, being able to understand the urgency of these disasters and being able to reach out to those public safety agencies as well as FEMA to respond in a timely manner. 
So Naima, I'll direct this one to you. Can you go into a bit more detail about the coordination between what you do compared to what Detoya does for disaster response? Uh, so that that's a, definitely a great question, right? I think that Tatoya's team and, and myself and the support team that I have, we all play a part in executing on FEMA's own mission and supporting the community before, during, and after disasters, right? We support FEMA before, during, and after disasters. Beforehand, I'm responsible for all of their contract management and ensuring that they have everything they need as far as service and equipment is concerned when something does happen, right? During a disaster, I'm, I am coordinating efforts with our our um, network team, Tutoya's team, our fulfillment and operations team to make sure that, again, they have those services when and where they need them. Um, Tutoya mentioned in uh, the earlier podcast about uh, being able to re respond to them in the urgency that they needed. And so those are the things that I am communicating internally with our teams to make sure that they understand FEMA's mission and that we're together able to execute on that. Um, and with that, there's a coordinated effort between Tatoya's team and my team in that um, FEMA reaches out to me for some of the needs that they have um, during disaster response situations. Uh, and I work directly with Tatoya and her team in order to, you know, either connect them with the, the correct FEMA resources uh, or just kind of stand with them as, as they support and assist them um, in providing them comms or whatever it is that they might need to support the community. Tatoya? Yes, um, that's exactly what I would say, Naima. Um, something else I would like to add, um, I, would, I like to give real world events. So say for instance, well, not for instance, in actuality, mm -hmm. um, during the winter storms in Kentucky, um, my team, along with Naima's team, as well as several other uh, different agencies came together and responded in I want to say less than eight hours, we were on the road heading to Kentucky, making sure we had assets available and so forth. And also keeping FEMA and Naima informed of every step that we were making. It's all about communication, preparedness, and the response, right? So we want to come full circle and make sure that we learn from this event. Um, of course, we always want to look at ways to do things better. So staying in communication with Naima, her team, and FEMA, as well as other public safety agencies to figure out what we could do better if anything, or what we can do differently to assist when there is a disaster. So it's all about that coordination and staying in complete communication and keeping those lines of communication open at all times. Hey, Tatoya, you touched on something that's very important, that line of communication. Um, so during disaster recovery and response efforts, uh, there are emergency support functions too, which is for communication calls. Uh, and in coordination with Tatoya's team, our response team, uh, our crisis management team on the inside, our global event management center here. Uh, we're able to provide real-time updates to FEMA so that they could have the situational awareness that they need in order to continue on in their efforts in supporting the community. So that was a good point there. Thanks, Tatoya. So Tatoya, could you just go into a bit more detail for me about what it takes to deploy Thor or other Verizon Frontline resources? Um, to deploy Thor and other frontline, Verizon frontline resources, what it takes from the customer, what it takes from public safety is a phone call. 
I mentioned um, in the prior podcast that we have a 1-800 number, and that 1-800 number is 1-800-981-9558. Again, you can read, the customer can reach out to that number 24-7, 365 days per year to uh, set in a request, and that, that'll get the ball rolling. Um, as far as deploying them, that's when all of our communications, as I mentioned before, with uh, Naima's team with Verizon Response, the network team. That's when we come together and develop these plans and get the ball rolling so we can get to that customer in a, a timely fashion. As I mentioned before, also that our assets are strategically placed across the United States as well as our response team. So that's making it um, easy, easier to uh, maintain that sense of urgency and that response time cuts down drastically. As well as that 1-800 number, what we also like to mention to our customers, we, we like to develop those relationships where they can just reach out to us individually, um, where they can reach out to any Verizon representative, such as Naima, anyone from her team as well, as well as the Verizon response team, also to answer any questions if they feel that they, they're, they're lacking um, an understanding of things that we do. We like to inform them of things that we can do to assist during these disasters and any type of event where we may be needed. So we also like to develop those relationships with our customers individually as well. So Naima, I'll come back to you for this one. Uh, how do you see Verizon Frontline continuing to support FEMA's missions and their goal into the future? Yeah, I want to say more of the same as what we're doing today. Um, so uh, making sure that they have the services and resources that they need in order to respond uh, timely to a disaster, uh, priority services uh, on their accounts um, to make sure that they're, they're, they're not impacted by any network congestions. Um, as far as resources are concerned, I am a big advocate um, and supporter of our people being the best resources that we have. Um, and so our people bringing the information to FEMA that they'll need uh, in order to move forward with their mission is important to me. One of the things that we're doing now as far as Frontline is concerned uh, is a road show throughout their regions. Uh, we're partnering with the Digital Decisions, uh, with uh, a consulting company that we work with here at Verizon in support of our public safety uh, efforts, presenting our Frontline services uh, to FEMA's RecWig that I mentioned in part one, right? It's Regional Emergency Communications Coordination Working Group. And while I only manage FEMA within the public safety area, right, um, I understand that in those groups, we get to touch state, local, federal, and tribal agents, tribal organizations, uh, and provide them with the information uh, that they'll need. Uh, in addition to that, within this roadshow, we're also doing deployable a deployable showcase uh, in coordination with Tatoya's team in each respective market. And so what they're doing is they're bringing out the deployables that um, these individuals will have access to to support them during disasters, uh, like our cow uh, or any of the other farm animals that we have uh, supporting them during these efforts. Uh, so more of the same of that, getting them information. Well, before I let you both go, any final thoughts to share with our audience? Yeah, I, I want to make a note that, you know, while we recently rebranded the, the way in which we support our public safety community frontline, uh, it's something that we've been doing uh, throughout our history. Um, and we are continuing to add on to the services and resources that are available to our customers um, because we understand the importance of showing up for our community. Uh, and, we'll, and we're going to continue to do that as Verizon.
Um, the only thing that I would like to add is that, uh, well, actually just reiterate um, the fact that we're available to assist with disasters large scale, um, with large scale events, with mission critical communications and solutions 24 7, 365 days per year. And if you have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out. Most of us have, you know, the military background, uh, first responder, FEMA, um, all of us have those sort of mind frames like, okay, if they need me, we're just going to have to push through we have to push through it's it's public safety that's what we do right well i think that's an excellent spot to leave our conversation for now as always we love learning more about you know what your teams are doing to help bolster verizon's response and how they're benefiting fema and other disaster response services so again thank you both and i look forward to our next conversation i appreciate you having me thank you so much hey thanks for having us and thank you to our listeners to learn more about the best practices, lessons learned, and proven strategies for using innovative technologies to address the challenges faced by federal, state, and local governments, please visit governmenttechnologyinsider.com. I'm Kevin Tierney, and until we meet again, so long.